Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for joining me for Life Point today. And this week, I'm excited because I have my former associate pastor with me, and he is also the host of Life Point Plus on Fridays, dealing with marriages. And he's going to be on with me every day this week because we're going to talk about marriages. He's leading a class uh, currently in our church, which my wife and I are both going to, and it's just outstanding. And I thought, you know what? People need to hear more about marriages and relationships and communication. So I'd like for you to welcome, if you're out there, give him a hand. Uh, This is Pastor (laughs) Gary Moore. Hi, Gary. Hi, Tom. (laughs) Good to have you. And also, uh, you might recognize Gary's voice because he introduces uh, this show and our daily show every day. And and, uh, Gary and I have known each other for years and years, and he's been on staff with me for years and and has been just a tremendous value to us with his gift of teaching. Well, Gary, so we've, you started a class uh, at church, and uh, what is it called? It's called The Art of Marriage. It's a curriculum that's actually done by Family Life. It's a six-week study, video-based, and uh, it's good. It has some good things, a good challenge. You know, it's it's not an all. It's not designed to be an all-encompassing, but it is uh, something to really make you think, uh, give you some good pointers on reflecting on your own marriage in light of what Scripture says, uh, that type of thing. I read some things in the earlier part of this the book, and I haven't gone through the book like some because I was out of town and such. But he, one of the things that I read was a quote that said, "Approximately twenty-eight percent of men and women." cohabitate before their first marriage. That was an interesting stat. Yeah, and what people that cohabitate don't realize, it's just the act of cohabitating increases their chance of divorce by 50%. Wow. 50% over the national average of what divorce is, and depending on who you read, that varies anywhere from 35 to about 50%. But cohabitating increases it another 50%. And uh, there's just something about not having commitment there. And also, let's face it, that's outside of God's parameters. Mm -hmm. And you hear the excuse. People say, well, we want to get to know them first. Yeah, but they don't. They still really don't. And, you know, sometimes I'll do premarital counseling with couples who are living together. One of my first questions is, which they don't, most of them don't realize. But one of my first questions is, so why would you do something that would increase your chance of divorce by 50%? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the other thing I ask them in the first session, the first session is pretty heavy for that type of couple of those So you want me to ask God to bless something that's outside of his will? Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. God doesn't do that. Right. Boy, that's a, that's a good point, and that's that's and that's tough stuff to hear, probably for those people. It is, it is, and I try to do it very gently and and so on. But I I think it's important to raise those issues, especially the whole idea that you just increased your chance of divorce by fifty percent. Yeah, and that's certainly not a good thing. Well, also this book it talks about the top reasons people marry. I thought was kind of interesting. It said ninety one percent said because of love and. That makes total sense, I guess. Yeah. uh, When we get married, uh, we're in the hormone happiness phase. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's, uh, you know, I tell 
people as I, you know, I in the seminars that I do, I know I say, I, I don't know what you did for a living when you were dating, but I can tell you what business you were in. You were in sales and marketing. You were selling an image you hoped the other person would buy. Mm. And they, in turn, were selling an image that they hoped you would buy. And therefore, depending on how long you dated and what, uh, how deep your discussions were during the dates, you didn't really marry a real person. You married an image of a person. Mm. And so you really begin what happens then after we get married is that we can, it's difficult to keep the image up because now think about it. When we dated, it was a pretty controlled environment. We knew what we were going to do that night. We knew what was going to happen. We knew what to expect. And then we send them home. Well, when we get married, they don't go home. They are home. Yeah. <laughs> We're together for extended periods of time, and the environment now is not as controlled. And what happens then is we begin to reveal who our real self is, and likewise with them. And we don't always like what we find. <laughs> yeah. And it makes for some really interesting things, and in which goes into part of the whole thing is a lot of couples our expectations for marriage just aren't very realistic. Boy, that's true. And and there's another thought I want to share about, Gary, is uh, you recently have done some marriages with some elderly people that, I, I should say real elderly, but older uh, people that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're retired age. And and it's, it's kind of a different thing. And this, this survey I was reading said 88% married for companionship. Isn't mm-hmm. it mostly at that age, companionship? I mean, or... It's also love. They fall in love as well. Uh, It's interesting to watch them. They have different priorities the older they are. They've been through life, usually older ones. It's not their first marriage. Right. And so uh, depending on what the circumstances are, whether they're available to marry because of divorce or whether a previous spouse is deceased or whatever, but if it's a lot of times they had a bad marriage and they're trying to put another one together. And so one of the questions I always ask couples that I'm counseling that this isn't their first marriage, but a second, or sometimes it's even more than a second is, so explain to me what you plan to do differently in this one than you did in the first one. How is your approach going to be different? They have some good answers. They have some interesting answers because sometimes they haven't thought about it. Yeah. Sometimes they actually haven't thought about it. But I think with those, uh, I think I know which couple you're talking about is, uh, no, they, their reasons to marry, her, her previous couple of husbands had passed away. They were deceased and, uh, and he wasn't a Christian in his previous marriages. So now he's a, a believer and they have a, a whole different reason that are foundation to put their lives together and so their approach is quite refreshing to watch yeah they're an awesome they're an awesome couple and it's interesting but i think over the years uh, how i've had some of those too some of the older folks that have have gotten married and and i know they're you know looking for companionship i know it's love but they also look they just want somebody to be able to to live with i mean i'm that type of guy i i like having people around, the idea of not having my wife around is just not a fun thought. And of course, you dealt with that for a while, not having yeah. a wife around. And 
Yeah. And I don't know how you deal with it, but it's, uh, you know. It's uh, the, th- the thing with older couples, uh, uh, too, is, you know, it's just like our joy group, you know, at the church for the, our just older youth group that we have, as we right. call it. But if, if you watch what happens, uh, people, it starts at 10 o'clock in the morning, but people start arriving by 20 till. It's so they can fellowship and interact with each other. And that age group particularly needs that interaction and fellowship. Well, they started to, they certainly have, yeah, that has gotten more and more earlier and earlier yeah, that people it's, arrive. And it's, it's crazy. Uh, but you're right. I think the, the fellowship is so very important. But marriage has so many different layers, as you've uh, yeah. shared with us in our class over the the last uh few months. And of course, you have a marriage uh, show. I think Saturday is LifePoint Plus, which I think Fridays you, is LifePoint Plus. Fridays, I mean, excuse yeah. me, Fridays, you deal with uh, relationships. Yep. And then I teach on the web every week on Monday mornings. Uh, oh, yeah. And people need to go to that because it's very interesting how you do that and how you have the outline and yeah. what, it, what's, what is it? All the that? notes, it, it's on a face, my Facebook page, Mutual Understanding is where it's at and uh, mutual understanding method on the on uh, facebook and um yeah it's uh, all the notes are there that you can watch and i teach i'm in the one corner of the screen and the the slides progress through and the other things so that you can you don't have to take notes you can actually go back and rewatch them and so on and so forth and they're also posted on my website which is mutualunderstanding.net under the mum live tab and um but yeah, I, I have over, I've been doing it for almost for two years now, just about. Yeah, I have been doing it for two years because I over, have over 100 teaching sessions out there. Wow. And they're good. And they're good to watch. I mean, and it's very interesting. Uh, I've never seen that before. Of course, I'm not, a, as you know, not a computer guy, but uh, I was very surprised to see how, how cool that was and how that worked. <laughs> well, the... The old ones weren't aren't really very good technically, in my opinion. They got they got better as I went along and learned how to do some things, and also bought some better equipment and things. But it it's good it's good teaching. I was going to ask this, and we only have a minute and a half left, Gary, but uh, today. But is you know when older people get married, they've been married before, uh, maybe due to death and this and that. What about when people say we're going to get a prenuptial agreement? What, how does that, what do you tell people like that? Or It usually only happens if both of them are pretty well off financially. And then it depends on what they bring to the table. Uh, you know, some one of them may have a, a large amount they're bringing, others maybe not a lot. And I just say, hey, that's up to your comfort level. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a legal document more so for your heirs than it is for yourselves. And so just make sure that you're on both, you're both on the same page with that. Because I hear people say, well, if I have to sign one of those, that's saying that I don't trust my partner. No, but it's, 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 it's a legal document. It's usually more for your heirs right. because you usually trust how you, each other is going to react at the death of the other, but you have no idea how the children are going to respond Correct. and what kind of hassles they're going to cause or whatever. So that's kind of okay. what, that's, just, that's the way I look at I it know, just, anyway. I was thinking about that. So, well, hey, we're out of time already. We knew this would happen. <laughs> so, Gary, we'll catch you tomorrow and uh, and we'll move on with this discussion. And Lord bless you folks. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.